Okay, we're on page on page Mem Aleph. I want to thank Michelle again and Yitzi for for letting us in. We we began this section of the of the Maimer Bilvavi Mishkan Evne. This section we started last week, beginning from Aleph, Emuna, and and realizing that it's impossible for us to achieve Dvekis Hashem to be attached to Kadosh Baruch Hu if we're uncertain about His very existence and if we don't really think about Him, we can't be attached to Him. It's all based upon that Amuna. So up to on page Mem Aleph Mem Ches, in a very simple way, he explains a deep concept of Torah. Yesh Chachma Binavadas. There's Chachma, Bina, and Das. Three levels of understanding. It's been translated in many ways. It really it really doesn't make a difference because the English never really captures the deeper meaning of what these three, the difference between Chachma, Bina, and Das. Chachma, he dias hadvarm kichsavam ul Chachma, he explains, is when you understand something, it's the beginning of understanding something, the way that it's written and the way that it's explained. But it's only it's only the most rudimentary, fundamental, basic understanding of something is called Chachma. That's why the Swam Tasa Chachma has the Isis Kayach Ma. Kayach Ma means something. You, you, there's the beginning of awareness. That's called Chachma. Bina hi Havanas Advaram Bina, of course, is the word Levnos. Levnos means to build. And that means, as Chazal tell us, Lahavan Dava Mitach Dava. That already means to deepen, to expand one's understanding, to understand one thing from within another thing, to build a concept in one's mind, in one's awareness. But Das, what's Das? Das, he is Kashus Dava. Only das means when you're completely attached to something. You're not just looking at this from the from an intellectual point of view and grasping a concept, but you become totally bound to the idea. That's called das. Shakol kulai mukhubar ladar. It means to be completely, completely attached. As it says in the Pasik, Uvidas Khadarum Yimalam. Only with Das do the rooms become full. What does that mean? What rooms? So it says in Swam that the word Khadar, which means a room, is the Isis, the letters Chesed, Din and Rachamim. All of the lower Midas, the three highest Midas, of course, are Chachmabin and Das, Chabad. Under that there's Chesed Gut Tefers Natsachid Yisad Malchus which has to do with all of our emotions and our ability to carry out what we're thinking. Through Das, Uvidas, Chadarim Yimalum. Only when there's Das can all the rooms become full. Bedas Chadarim Yimalum, Klaimer, Chadre Lovavo Shal Ha'adam, Mileim B'Yidiyah Hazu. That the rooms of a person's heart and one's consciousness should become totally filled with a concept, with a truth 
That's only at the stage that's called Das. That's what Das means. The Das, Chadorim Yimalu. Only with Das do the rooms of one's entire being become filled with that truth. And It means when you're completely given over to that Yidiya. It's not something that is just is hovering in your mind. As we spoke about last week, a two weeks, two, two shiur ago, that there's such a thing that a person could be mole mitzvahs kariman. You remember that you could be filled with mitzvahs, but you're still rake, you're still empty. You're still empty. Even though you, even though you do all the right things, you keep Shabbos, you keep Yontif, you do all the mitzvahs, but your rooms are empty, unoccupied. The heart is empty. There's no connection between what you think and how you live and what you think and what you actually do. You might know conceptually, theoretically, that you're supposed to be kind, you're supposed to be religious, you're supposed to be God-fearing, you're supposed to... All of these things make sense to you and you could even give shirim like I do all the time. Yeah? But that but it should mamish fill your entire consciousness. That's only through das. When you're completely given over to that idea, to that awareness. Zudas Shlema Gmur. That's called real Das. However, when there's something that you know about, you know you know of. But it doesn't completely surround, it doesn't completely surround and submerge and take hold of your heart and your thoughts. It's you know it. Zudas chalokis. It's only partial das. It's incomplete das. It's not whole das. Das shleimahi rakasher haadam makusher umedubak. Full das is only when a person is attached to that knowledge that he has at all times and with all of the with all of the cords of his soul and of his heart. That's why Chazal have told us das kanisa ma chasarta, das chasarta ma kanisa. In simple English. Das Kanisa, if you've acquired this level of Das, then Machasarta, then you'll be missing nothing. Das Chasarta, but if you're missing Das, then Machanisa. Then you could have a million pieces of information, but they're totally detached one from the other, just like we learned about being filled with mitzvahs, but being empty like, still being empty. You're filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate, but you have nothing. Because Das is missing. Das Chasarta. Samakanisa. Rabbi Nachman, in in the second Chelik of Lukut Maran, the seventh Torah, there's a sentence I want to read to you. I just jotted that down on the side when I was learning this. Rabbi Nachman said, "Al kain kolzman she'ain meir hadas bivnei adam." You could you could know everything. You could be a genius. But as long as this koach of das is not illuminating in your heart, kolzman. 
to the point that you're completely filled with what? With this awareness and this feeling of God. Nachman said, you're not even a human being. You're not even he didn't say a Jew. You're not a human being. He's the whole definition of a human being is that he's he has the ability to know. The greatest term of intimacy is for Adam Yodas Chavi Ishta. She spoke about it many times when the Torah describes that intimacy. The Torah says that Adam, in the first description of that, but you know that the first time anything is mentioned in Tanakh, it means it's the whole thing, it's the insight, it's the basis of all that is. So when the Torah first describes a relationship of intimacy, it says that Adam knew his wife. Adam yada as because that das is the same das when Hashem gave us the Torah. It says Ata Haraisa Saladas. Hashem says, I showed you so that you should know. There is nothing else. That means, das means that the true relationship between a husband and a wife is that there is a complete, complete immersion one within the other. That there's a, that there's a total connection that one's thoughts are upon the other. Not just that a little bit, a little bit, but constantly. And and when Rabbi Nachman said that a person who is lacking in Das is missing the Ikka Geder Ha'adam, the main qualification to having the honored title of being an Adam, of being a human being, is not that you just know something. Animals have different types of information. Many times their information comes in more handy than the information that we have. Like, what's going to help? You know, if you're, if you're stuck in a, like in a dark forest at night, it's not going to help how you did in social studies in 10th grade. <laughs> An animal has a certain understanding of its, of its environment and of its, its needs. And the Chazal tells us, you never saw that an animal had to collect unemployment or stand in line. They didn't say it in that way. But the Chazal say that animals, they have a panasa. They have a panasa. Right? And, and we're running around from one parlor meeting to the next. Animals don't have parlor meetings, you know that? They don't have parlor meetings, they don't have cell phones. Sometimes it looks like it's not bad. But what, what are they missing? Das chasata. They don't have das. Das chasata. I said many times that, that if you see children who, God forbid, are adults, or we spoke about this last year, who are, who are mentally handicapped, chasushon. So they always look like they're happy. Mostly they look like they're very, very happy. And and yet, if there's not one person that, that envies being in that situation. Nobody envies that. Even though everybody, if you ask anybody, they say, all I want is happiness. They say, well, I'll show you a place where everybody's always smiling. Everybody's happy. They're playing. They don't have any daigis. They're not worried about yesterday. They're not thinking about tomorrow. There's no daigis at all. Everybody's so happy. And nobody wants to be this. If you, you, you want, we could, you want to switch places? You can give in all of your digas, all of your worries, your mortgage, your, all of these things you could hand in, and you could, and you could sit in the middle of the room with that, with that person and, and be happy. So the answer is no, because das chasat, the makanisa. 
Das means that you're able to fill all the rooms of your consciousness with something so that you you live for it and that you, you're inseparable from it. That's what Das means. And that's why you can never know that about somebody when you're dating or going out. And those people that think that they're going to go out, they always think it's it's said when you have these parents that say, now, you know, they need to go out for another few years, I think then they'll be ready. As if, as if that's helped so much in the world with the rate of success in marriage, long engagements and going out and knowing each other. How one achieves das and one reaches das, it's, it's the avoda of one's life. Except on Purim, it's Adeloyada. If you have time, we'll talk about that. On Purim, the tachlis is not to have das. It's to know that you don't know anything. That's the tachlis. But that's not for now. For right, that's not for right now. So let's continue in Memtes. When it comes to our knowledge of God, we have to know. We have to know Hashem. Knowing doesn't mean that you have to be able to describe Him. It doesn't mean you have to be a Kabbalist that is able to speak about all the mysterious things of the higher world. That doesn't, that doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. And that's what you remember we were learning last week that the Tzaddik here was saying the main thing is Pashtas, simple, simple, simple. You don't have to be a... You don't have to be a genius, you don't have to be a Kabbalist. In our understanding of God, and our thinking about Hashem, there are also, there are three levels. There's Chachma, Bina, and Das. Chachma, Bina, Kasher, Adam, When a person knows, on a very, very basic level, he knows that there's a God. So he has that Chachma, that itself is a wonderful thing. He knows that there's a God. And how does he know that? There are many ways he knows that. He might know that through things that in the world that speak to him of God's presence. He might know that the things that he studied. He might have experienced that somehow in his life at different times. But he has that Chachma. Many people stop with that. To have that Chachma. It's very hard that for, that for that level of God awareness, it's very hard for that to sustain you at a difficult time. It could keep you going. It could keep you going as far as uh, like regular weeks and regular Shabbos are concerned, and if everything's okay with God's help, then Chachma will, will you know, Chachma will, Chachma will get you to, you know, to prepare for Shabbos and light candles and stuff. How much further will it get you? So the next level is Bina. Of course, he's just saying in a very simple way. There are thousands of svarim written about Chachma Bina Vadas. Obviously, the whole system of Chabad and Chassidus is to explain these three levels. Bina, of course, a person understands on a deeper level, and it's clearer to him, and he, he's already at a point where he can't see a world without God. For that person, for that person going through difficult times, will be more tolerable. And he might even be able to build something up from those times. He might be able to grow from those difficult times. The person who's clarified more in his mind and thinks more about and, and has that greater um, that greater clarity that it can't be that there's it can't be that God is not here. It can't be. Not just a, a basic feeling, but a stronger awareness. But that's still not das. That's Chachman Bina. Ulam Da'asu, what's Da'as? 
Das is when this knowledge, this information that there's a God, that there's a creator, it completely takes hold of your mind and of your heart. Tzarech Lahavin. In order to be able to recognize something, but in a deep way, with hakaras and nefesh, in a soulful way to recognize something, ein dai b'chachma bina. Chachma bina is not enough. Elanitzach l'kach das. For that one has to have das. Dovish shehis shehasagas adumbo hirak b'bechina. Next page. Shel chachma ubina. When a person understands something only on the level of chachma ubina. It means, page membase, it means that the soul does not recognize internally, in a truthful way, the deeper meaning of that thing. Without das. On Chachmah Bina, it's just not, it's not an inner and deeper awareness of that reality. The ability of the soul to recognize something truthfully. It's only when you're attached to it. And very, very makusha, very tied up and bound with that thing. And you're completely given over to that thing. It's not just, it's not just that you know about it. That's why I mentioned in the Chaburah, a few a few months ago, maybe I spoke about it here once also, that you see that you know there, there are people who write books about different subjects. When I was when I was uh, younger, so I, I, I would read books that were written about Hasidis by professors, different professors. It's a very popular subject. The, the world is very interested and fascinated by Hasidis, for instance. The world is very interested and fascinated in the Holocaust in carrying it out and then studying about it afterwards. <laughs> but the world is certainly very fascinated by the Holocaust. And Jewish writers, of course, feel more than just fascination. And I, I uh, growing up, I read everything that I could possibly get my hands on in those two, on those two subjects, on the Holocaust and, and I see this. I don't have also baseball, but as far as anything of any deeper significance, those were the, my two favorite subjects. See this on the Holocaust. And, and having read literally thousands of things, uh, to the point of way beyond obsession, in those two subjects, those two areas, I, I really came to, a, to uh, an understanding which is the higher, a, higher, a higher understanding of knowing something that the only the only thing that I could really hear anymore is when it's coming from somebody who who lived through the Holocaust, or the or the or the records of somebody who was killed in the Holocaust. Those people who study the Holocaust or build museums about the Holocaust are those who study Hasidis and sit in a in a office in a library some or in a library someplace in the Midwest writing about Hasidis. Like somebody told me, there's a very very big book that was written about the Rishina. And somebody that I know met this professor that wrote a book about the Holy Rishina. And in the discussion, the man, had, he's not observant, but he's fascinated by the Rishina. The man had, 
admitted that he had never in his life stepped foot into a Chassidish neighborhood or into a Chassidish Bismarck in his life. He was never in Etzisrael, or he was in Etzisrael, he went to Eilat in Tel Aviv. He never stepped foot into a Chassidish Bismarck. So this friend of mine said, so you'll excuse me, how do you have the nerve to write about the vision? He has descendants in the world, Kapishnitz and beyond. You never even you never stepped into the Biyana Rebbe to see what, what does it mean a Friday night. And he was able to finally, finally, really to pull this person to come to New York and he went to a, he went to I don't know which Sadik, maybe the Baba for school I don't remember. And and the man was honest honest enough, the professor was honest enough to admit after he left, he spent the Shabbos I think in Baba, I don't remember where, to to, to admit that I Mamish don't know anything. The whole book is trash. And anybody who is in, inside knows that it's trash. There's information. And he, and he made some studies and he checked online under vision. I don't know what's online. And, <laughs> you know, and he looked up whatever he could and he read all this. Can't even read Hebrew, so he read all the secondary sources about the vision. I can't even read Hebrew. That's not his fault. But then he should, he should write a book about, he should write a book about the Revolutionary War, not about the vision, right? So, he, he never ever saw it on the inside. And unless a person is given to something, which I mentioned to you last year, we were talking about certain, two years ago with parenting certain inyanim, so I mentioned to you about this this professor who gave a lecture in Farakway to, to a room filled with mothers about parenting and how, how you have to have so much patience for every child and you have to give, speak to each child and spend time with each child. And, and, one of, and the women was starting to get nervous about this, you understand. And, and somebody finally asked, because he was saying like stuff like this wasn't possible. So, so finally somebody asked, you know, excuse me, Professor, how many children do you have? At which point he became very uncomfortable and he admitted that he was engaged to get married. So the, the women just walked out. They got up and they, they walked out. The, the, the nerve they felt, a nerve. Did you ever have one that's in the bathtub and the other one that's in the other room screaming and this one's doing the homework and the other one's killing the other one? It, it, to, to, to have a little talk with the in the bathtub, sweetheart. Are you enjoying your bath? Are you enjoying it? Isn't it nice we're bonding while you're in the bath and all the kids, the other kids hanging on the chandelier or something? It's all ridiculous because you're not living in it. Das is when you live in something. Das is not when you just talk about it. Like that professor talks about chesidus, you talk about the Holocaust, you talk about parenting. It's when you live in it, mamish. You're nasun bezer. That's what he's saying. You're given over to it. That's das. Like the Rambam describes love of Hashem like a person who's in, like, like a like a man and a woman who who who, who fell in love. That's what the Rambam spoke about. And the Rambam, of course, as you know, hides his emotions more than anybody. And the Rambam spoke about love of Hashem like a person, an obsession that you can't stop thinking about. That's what he says. How you saw the fourth line, how you saw it has you saw God of the This basic principle is great and awesome. You saw it, that our that our have taught us. Adam shahakaras baruhi b'madregas chachma ubina. A person, who, a person whose recognition of God, whose awareness of God is on the level of Chachma and Bina, but he doesn't think of God all the time. 
It means that inside he's lacking very, very much in his awareness of God. It's missing. He doesn't, he doesn't recognize and understand. Intellectually, just like the professor who's an expert in vision of Hasidus. So the, and, the, and the professor is an expert in children, but he doesn't he doesn't recognize it. He doesn't have hakaras alev. That's why his heart doesn't it doesn't penetrate into his heart. That's why it says viadata hayom. We say it every day in alayna viadata hayom vashevose elavavecha. That that only with viadata with knowledge, but that level of das is vashevose elavavecha. Then it becomes in your heart, in your heart. You know, if each and every one of us would, would, would now, if, we, we, if we'd have, if we take the time, we can do it anyway, and each of us would admit to one thing in our life, just to give an example of something that we know 100% that's right and that's holy and that's good, but we're so far from living that way. Right? Every one of us could say not one thing, and a hundred things that we know, but we just don't live that way. We know, but we don't live that way. And and as long as a person's understanding is limited to Chachma and Bina, you could be very smart and you might understand something, but it hasn't it, ha- it hasn't penetrated into your heart. And that's why it's, what we spoke about two weeks ago is possible that a person can be doing mitzvahs his whole life and he's empty mamish. Your davening is not davening, is not davening. Your mitzvahs not mitzvahs. The midas haven't changed after all the years. Your midas haven't changed. You could have the same midas that you had when you were seven years old. Maybe it was even better then. Because at least, you know, your mommy and daddy had a little pocket. You had to listen to them. But when you become your own mommy and daddy, who tells you what to do? So at least you have to be afraid of your parents. There was a meeting recently. We had... Generally, I avoid all meetings. That's... In the shul, they'll tell you that's my nature to avoid all these things. That's something I have to work on, I guess. Maybe not. I just prefer learning, really. But there are certain times that I'm asked to go, and I have to go, and I feel that it's important. And a friend of mine wanted me to go. So there was a meeting, and there was a, there was a, there were rabbis and rebbeim and teachers and professionals, men and women, very choshevah people. And there were professionals in the field of there were psychologists and psychiatrists. And the subject being discussed was the problem of drug abuse and alcohol in the firm community. And other types of abuse that I don't want to talk about now. But drug and alcohol abuse and other inyanim that <clears throat> that are, are not going well, that haven't gone well for a long time, but uh, we're, we're beginning to admit that, that they're not going well. So, so there was there were like all these talks about about teaching the children to say no. That we have to give the children that feeling of of being able to restrain themselves when it comes to inappropriate behavior between the young men and young women and when it comes to drugs and alcohol and so on. And somebody was just telling me, so I was at that meeting, and at that meeting, I, I even though I, I really just said one thing, I was asked, I just said one thing, and the one thing that I, I, I said was that, what do you want the children to do? If children see that their parents never say no to themselves, so then how do you expect the children to be able to say no? 
if parents indulge in every single thing and they fress their whole lives, I'm not talking about Antrave. You could go and see that, in the, I'm not saying there's anything wrong, for instance, with Jews taking a vacation. I want Jews to have a good time, believe me. Maybe I'm just jealous. <laughs> but, but when you could go to a school and that intercession is only one kid or two kids in the class who felt bad, because every family was either in you know, Aruba or Miami or Israel or other places, and one poor little kid ended up you know, going bowling or something in the neighborhood. And when they see the kind of things, again, I want Jews to have only good things, but what are you going to lecture the kids about saying no? Teaching children to hold back. And after this meeting, so somebody came back from a Shalom Zach was telling me that you have, you had 30, 40 men sitting around a table spending an hour and a half, two hours talking about booze and drinking schnapps. And all the boys, their children, are walking around looking at this, listening to their fathers instead of talking about terror, talking about schnapps. And when the rabbi makes some, the rabbi talks, then everybody else making some crack and still talking about their schnapps. So then what's going to be? And then we, they're going to tell the children that schnapps is not good. It's bad for you, Kindlelach. Don't take it. It's what my daddy dreams about. It's what my father thinks about. They have these kiddush clubs. And you tell the children, and you want the children shouldn't, shouldn't think that it's a good thing. And the father, when they see grown men slipping out of a, a, out of a shul, when the, when the Torah is open, or by mafta, whatever it is, slipping out to go, to have a drink, a taiva for a drink. When the boys and the girls watch how the parents interact, when they have these, at the same kiddushes, how the men and women talk to each other. We think the children are stupid. And then you tell the children that they should say no. When their parents are fressing on every single taiva. Parents are fressing on every taiva. When our, our parents' generation, our grandparents' generation, had, had, they also, many of them had money, not as much as this generation, but they, were, they lived humble and modest lives and were hidden people. And they, and they were satisfied with having their families together. Not telling, the, not telling the children, we want you to enjoy, we're going to take you on, on a, a worldwide tour so we can get close to you and bond. Instead of just bonding at home and sitting around quietly for a night or two a week, whatever it might be that a person has the kaychas to do. Without das, the rooms are empty. The rooms are empty. And, and that's what the tzaddik is explaining here. You could know how important it is for the children to be, to be, to be a certain way. Everybody knows that, and you could know, and you could, and you could think how important it is to, to have homes that are Jewish homes, and you put up the right mezuzahs and the right paintings and the right, uh, you know, and you do everything, and you, and you, by your chasna you have a five hundred dollar ksuba made up, you know. You could do all that stuff, and you get all the and you have in your kitchen signs that say milkies and fleishiks. Our grandmothers got it mixed up because they didn't have signs. <laughs> So you have signs that say Milichis and Fleshigs and you have now probably the help digital flesh and Milichis, Milichis, Milichis. You can have all that stuff. But, it, but if you don't have, if you're Yiddishkeit, if you don't have Das, that's what I was trying to say this thing. I said, what are you talking about? All these things like professional things. I said, I'm, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. But I know that if, care, if, if kids grow up seeing that their parents are fressing day and night on Gashmias, then what do you expect them to do? Why should they say no? That doesn't mean a person shouldn't dress nice and have a nice home. But don't be a fresser, you know. You don't have to run away every single yontav. You don't have to have the best of everything. And I don't have to explain it. And it's very, very hard. Because if we want our children to be simple and sweet and good, then we have to be that way ourselves. But instead, what everybody in this neighborhood would like, not just in our neighborhood, but everybody would like is 
to be able to fast, to be able to fast, and to uh, and that the kids should 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 say no to all the tithes. I was just I just met somebody. He has a sling on his arm. I asked him what happened to you. He said, oh, I broke my arm. I said, how do you break your arm? He said, skiing. So I said, I said, I might break my arm a different way, but you'll never catch me breaking it skiing. <laughs> Is there anything wrong with skiing? I'm not saying there's anything wrong. I never went in my life. But I'm not saying, I'm, I'm sure it sounds like a lot of fun. I had friends of mine that went, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, but I'm not with it. You know, sometimes you just want to scream out to the world. So, you know, grow up. Stop playing. You know? And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with skiing. And don't go out of here saying that you wouldn't believe. Now skiing is not good. Says, What's wrong with skiing? It's healthy. You get out into the fresh air. I'm not saying that. It's part of an indulging personality. And about this, you know, it's an indulging, fressing personality that can't stay at home and isn't satisfied sitting quietly for a few hours with his children. Just looking at a safer, just, just sitting quietly around which more and more we're not even allowed to do because of the circumstances of our lives, which is coming to a point where I say, you know, it's coming to a point. Something's going to have to change. Something's going to have to change. So this is our test before Mashiach comes, to have das, not to lose our minds. But to, to have das, not I know and I know and I know and I'm an expert in parenting and I'm, I'm an expert in God. And I, could, and I could say all kinds of fancy lectures about it. But to have das... That's what he says. Hakaris halev and hakaris hachush. When your heart knows it, you feel it in your bones. Klalos odava. Adam sheraitz lahakiris abayir beemes. We're ending that top paragraph. Somebody who truly wants to know God, to recognize the Creator. Claim lahakir beemes sheyesh bayir laelam behechrech shemachshavtei tia kvua uksur bebayelam. The only way that could be is not if you just have this this piece of information that there's a God. The only way you can live a godly life, be'emes, if you want that, is by thinking about God all the time. Barak az, who and only then can your soul begin to recognize the Creator. Nimsim Kain, Nun. Shemi Shemachapes, Emes, that's the big question. But probably everybody who's here, everybody who's here is already in that category. The only one who's a question of not being in the category is me, right? Because because I'm here to give this year, so I have to be here. But everybody else volunteered to come here. But everybody who's here certainly is mechapes emes, is seeking the truth. It's seeking the truth. So misha mechapes emes. The first thing for a person who's seeking the truth is to clarify. Simple faith. That's simple amuna that there's a creator. The first thing to begin with. You begin with your, you begin with the intellect because that we could all do. That's the beginning of chachma. But you have to work your way into das. You don't just jump into das. You have to work your way into it. So first you have to think a lot. With the seichel, intellectually, with the seichel. Now the seichel is not particularly warm, but you have to first go with the seichel. 
And to think about this on a level of just pure intellectual reality. First is to clarify one's thoughts. And sometimes it would help when it comes to that. There are people who are helped in that area by all different kinds of books that have been written on the subject of, of proofs of God and different things, whether it's from nature or from experience or historical, whatever it is that you feel that you feel enlightens you. Here it's an issue of enlightenment. It's not a question of how much you feel. It's enlightenment. So for that, there are a lot of things that are good. There are things that are available. And of course, every word of Torah is enlightening. It's gewaldic. The main thing is to think and to concentrate and to understand that the creator that our parents and grandparents handed down to us is our creator. That's the essence of being a Jew. As he writes in parentheses, because Philosophical inquiry and investigation is something that the tzaddikim, certainly the Talmud Yabal were not fond of. It was necessary at a certain time in history, of course, and what the Rambam did, Rambam saved Yiddishkeit. Rabbi Sadia it was necessary. Our struggle now with belief has nothing to do with philosophy. So the point here, even though I mentioned a moment ago that there are different ways to strengthen one's intellectual awareness or belief in God, that understanding that there's a God. The main thing is to strengthen one's connection to Chazal and through learning and through studying the teachings that we've received from our ancestors. But it begins with Seich. After you've worked on that for some time and clarifying in your thoughts, that you believe, at least on that level, you believe completely that there's a Bari Olam, that there's a Creator. Ata, now, Avadoso, Lichyais in Yudiyazu, Bechal Eisa, Bechal Shah. Now that you've started with a very fundamental way of thinking and you've deepened it and deepened it and thought more about it, again, this could take time. So now you have to begin to work towards the goal of living with this knowledge that you have. Practically, at all times, living with that knowledge. Obviously, he says, you can't suddenly begin to live this way. You can't just live that way, that every second you're aware of God and you're thinking of God from you know, jumping to that level. Ulam, Reishis Zu. But you have to begin with the, the she'ifa, with the longing, and with the hope to reach that level that ultimately, and sooner, not later, but that within a short time, you'll be able to live every single second with that thought, in, with that zechir belayv, with that memory in your heart. Not just that it's in your brain, but it, it, it's infused in your heart. That there's a creator of the world. The practical way to come to this tachlis 
He nasis bahadraga. That takes place gradually, not suddenly. And we're going to learn about this, he says, in future chapters. We're going to learn how to acquire this way of thinking, of thinking, of thinking in that way of of yesh baril of there being a creator, all the time, thinking about that all the time. We're going to, we're going to work on that, he says, and we're going to learn ways of coming to that. It has to take place gradually, or one has to be seeking the truth. Till we'll be able to come to the point where we'll be able to live through the entire day. With this thought, Now, when we hear about that and we're not holding by that, that's a very unsettling thought, yeah? I don't know if anybody here, if it's crossed your mind while we're reading these words, but you might think, boy, I'd really rather not have that thought all the time about God, because that's going to cut into my act. Uh, as they say in the vernacular, that might have some very, very dramatic effect upon my life. And I'd rather not think about that all the time, because what are the consequences of thinking about God all the time? Anybody who thinks about God knows how frustrating it is when there's somebody who's doing something which is flagrantly wrong according to the Ruach of being a Jew, and the person says, why is it wrong? Like we learned last week, why is it wrong? If other people, well, on Shabbos we talk, if other people do this, why is it wrong? What's the Shabbos I spoke about? Other people do this. Why is it wrong? And you know that when you're, when you're thinking about God and someone talks to you that way, you can go out of your mind. You, can, you don't know what to do. Because the person says, prove to me that it's wrong when I saw that Rabbi so-and-so does that. Or my friend is a very nice Jew and they do that too. So what are you supposed to say? Like Dovid Amalov said, Ani adati ki God Hashem. I know, das, that God is great. And you can't explain this. You can't explain it to somebody else. So you try to say things that maybe... Do you, do you, do you think that this is... Do you think that the Chavz Chaim would be comfortable with this? You know, there are ways that we try to, to... to convey that feeling to somebody, but it's almost impossible. Because when you're thinking about Hashem, really, and not just conventional orthodoxy, but you're thinking about God, and you're talking to somebody who says some silly thing like, why would God care about that? Or a lot of people do it. How do you respond to that? Because that person's not thinking about God. Their religion has nothing to do with God. It's a question of what could I get away with and still be an official card-carrying member of the Orthodox community. That's not God. But to think about God. And when you're a person who's thinking about God and wants to give nachas ruach to the Creator, and you're talking to somebody who's not in that wavelength. Wavelength, and you're trying to say to somebody, I think that your son deserves more than 40 minutes a day of, of Gemara or something, more than 40 day, minutes a day of Torah learning. And the person says, well, I don't want my kid to go crazy. <laughs> you know, like these kind of ones, or I want my child to be normal, and he'll choose for himself. He'll choose for himself when he's older, that, you know, if he wants to learn more Torah. And, you know, all these kind of lines that anybody who thinks about God, knows that when you hear those things, you don't, you don't know what to do. You go out of your skin. You go crazy. How many times there are children who are trying to explain to the parents, children come back from yeshiva seminary where they begin to think about Hashem, and they come back to homes where the parents never give a thought to God. They just, you know, they keep kosher, they're nice people, and they give tzedakah. They go through the motions, they put up a sukkah, and they wave a lulav, and, you know, they put up a menorah, and they do all that stuff. But they don't think about God, and the kid's trying to explain to the parent that there's Hashem. The parents just don't, the parents just don't hear it. I was... I went once to this after I gave the Shia and I went to speak to a group of around 100 
boys from different yeshiva high schools, modern yeshiva high schools throughout New York, New Jersey, the whole area. I went to speak to them in the neighborhood. Last year I spoke to that group on Friday night. These are boys who want to come for this special Shabbaton of learning. They learn Mamish all Friday night and Shabbos Gavaldi. So I went to speak to these boys most of Shabbos. There were a couple of neighborhood kids, most of them from all over the place. So, so I really was very, very tired most of Shabbos. You know. And um, but when I saw these, I came in, they were just finishing dancing. The boys, they had such a look of bakasha. They were boys, they were really, really looking to grow. And Hashem gave me some kaiches. You know, I, I felt like I had no kaiches after the Shabbos and then the Shia must say Shabbos. But by that point, I have no kaiches. And, and I just had such a, a cheshit to talk to them. And I, and I was talking to them. Hashem gave me kaiches and I was screaming and begging, you know. And the boys, they were so gewaldic. I saw that in their eyes. And it gave me such inspiration. The boys were like, you know that look in a young person's eyes? The boys were like mamish, open their hearts, their minds. They were like looking, I saw. And they had a few of them, Adrichim, you know? Also mamish, young guys. Most of the guys from Mayu, the from, that came as Madrichim, but like their eyes open and their hearts open. There was only one Jew in the room who was totally closed. And that was a father who came to pick up a kid and he was standing there the whole time. The whole time going like this. You know? <laughs> I tried to make eye contact with him. He's also a Jew, you know. Couldn't get a second. And for one second, he crossed his eyes with me. And he, you know. It's not the children, I would say. It's not the children. The children are mamish, unbelievable. It's what happens when the children get tired and cynical and become old and Hashem's bullshit should save us from that. But I came home, I was so, I was so uplifted by the kids and I was so sad about that father not to say there's anything wrong with him I'm sure he's a great person I don't know who he is I didn't ask I don't know I'm I'm sure he's much greater than me and he does good things but there's no bakush in his eyes there's no searching in his eyes there's no searching and 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 when and when that's when that's not taking place so then you could know about Hashem and you could officially be Orthodox. So how many times the children, they just don't, their parents don't understand them. Their parents don't understand them. The kids want something. You could be sure that half of the boys in my room are going to have to fight and, and kick and scream to be able to get to do what they want, to be good Jews. And the other kids that are out in, that are out Moshe Shabbos, because I first went to the wrong place. I'm not going to say, I, I didn't know where I was supposed to go. I thought I had to go to a certain yeshiva to talk. No one told me. They told me the wrong. Well, they told me the wrong place. So I went to another place, which is also a wonderful yeshiva. But they were having a wonderful, wonderful yeshiva. There was a, there was a, a big game going on, and I, and I thought it was a little bit odd because I was when I was walking there. There was like, I said, I, first of all, no one told me there were girls coming, and then there was a, a boy and a girl that were having a little bit uh, extracurricular activity. Inside. When I was walking there, behind the on the side of the building, because everybody was inside, there was a game, and the, and and and. and and I said, uh, okay, I guess if I have to talk, I'll get it. And then I tried to think of new things, you know, because I have to do something. And it's a different thing than I thought. I thought these were all like yeshiva bracham that are like into, I guess, somebody gave me the wrong information. And so then I was inside, and I, and I, I didn't know what to do. And I, I, asked, I asked some guy and girl who was standing there, I said, do you know, do you know where the Shabbaton is? So they looked at me like this. I said, what? <laughs> I says, 
is there a Shabbaton? I'm supposed to pe- speak at a Shabbaton. So he said, he says to me, Haki. <laughs> Haki. So I don't know what to do until one of the one of the Rebbeim came and, it, and I said, what's going on? I, the last time I opened my mouth, I told him about a hockey game. It wasn't hockey because we didn't play hockey with the kids, but as a basketball game, the last time I opened my mouth, I think I got a fist in it from somebody from the other team. You know? I said, what's going on? I, you, I have to talk here? She said, no, no, I'm sorry, you're at the wrong place. <laughs> it's the wrong place. So then I went to the other, I spoke to the boys. And when I came home, I, had to, I, I couldn't go to sleep later that night. I was thinking about these two things. Not to say that, that boys don't need to play hockey. I, I'm a big believer that boys need to, to, uh, that they need to have uh, to be active and to play ball. I'm a big believer. I'm talking about the social activity. You understand? I'm not talking about playing hockey. There's nothing wrong with playing. I'm talking about. Uh, I also went to Marvin Yeshiva High School and I, and, I, and I was playing basketball, and I, and I remember that. And then things were a lot less dangerous than now. And and I was thinking, which parents are prouder tonight? And do you know that those hundred boys are singing and learning all Shabbos and dancing? Are they going to have to fight with their parents? And what about some of the other ones that should all be well and go to good places? And what about some of those little couples outside the hockey game? Which parents are prouder? So we want our children to be good Jews. Only the das, the das. That's what that's... You could know all the things in your head. But if it's not with his skashis, that's what he's talking about. If you're missing das, then you have nothing. So he says you can't begin with this right away. Top on page on page mem gimel, which finishes paragraph. Before you could begin to work on this level of das, that means to live with awareness of God, to live with that awareness of God. Because if you're living with that awareness, then everything is clear. Then you don't have to explain why it's not a legitimate excuse just because your neighbor does this that you could do it. But then you don't have to explain. If a person has, if you live with that, if a person is living with Hashem and thinking about Hashem, so then it's then you don't have to say those things. Then you don't have to explain why is it important for somebody to learn Torah. Why is it important for us to behave in holiness? Then you don't have to explain. And if a person is missing guys then you could explain a lot, a lot, a lot. And and, and doesn't necessarily change anybody's life. Remember this sentence. He says... A person who lives with a constant awareness of God and a feeling of God in his heart. And another Orthodox Jew who lives only with knowing about God, but not with that constant awareness and feeling, are two completely different people. They might look the same. It has nothing to do with hats or strimals or, or you know, stuff like that. The accoutrements. It has nothing to do with any of that. They might look exactly the same. But he says that they are completely different people. It's not, it's not an, a higher level. See, when you say a higher level, you're saying that they're, that they're, they're still in the same, same Indian. It's just that one is higher than the other. That's a big mistake. It's not true. 
It's not that one is higher than the other. It's a different definition of life. Why? He sits in a sukkah, he sits in a sukkah. It's a different definition. Mahus shal chaim shayna lechalutin, totally different. Zawa'ilam shayna lechalutin, it's a different world that they live in. Yesh chaim and bari'ilam, yesh chaim dimyayni and bari'ilam. There's a life with the Creator, and there's an imaginary life without the Creator. And again, he's talking about people who believe in God. We're not talking about non-believers. But whether you live with God or you live without Him. Whether you live with Him or without He says it's not a higher madrega or a lower madrega. You can walk into a shul, you can walk into a place, and they're, and they're all people who believe in God, but they're not living with Him. They're not living with Him. Or else how do you explain what's going on? How could it be that this God for the circus? How could that be? This is, this is, it's, not, it's not a higher madrega or a lower madrega. It's a totally different mitzvah. A person who lives with that thought of God, how you speak and how you walk and all the nyanam of tzniyas and what you do and everything, the way that you... It's all different. It's not just that this is like, uh, it's a notch higher. It's a totally different mitzvah. Adam Shechai, listen to what he says, Adam Shechai in Bayre Eilam, a person who lives with the creator of the world, who he's no longer living. He doesn't occupy the same world as the person who lives without God. And again, we're not talking about a person who doesn't believe in God. Everybody here is orthodox. It's a totally different world. It's a totally different world. This can't be explained in, in clearly in writing. When a person is zaycha, when you when you feel this, when you begin to live this way, you will feel that you're an entirely different human being. That's scary. Like the Rambam describes a person, like the Rambam describes a person who does shuva. I'm not the same person. Now, doesn't I look the same? I have the same family. I have the same house. But any other Adam Klal or Klal, different person, a different person. I said, I said, Moshe Shabbos. I said, Moshe Shabbos. Amayse. Some of you were there. I said about Elizabethson. Amayse from Yankel Elizabethson that I saw last week, and I just want to repeat it to you that Rabbi Yaakov Elizabethson, the base Yaakov was a genius of geniuses in learning and everything. For 20 years, he would give a shiur and gemara every night for four hours, including Friday night. Four hours from 12 o'clock midnight to 4 o'clock in the morning. To only the greatest, there was a certain group, an elite group of 10 great tzaddikim geniuses who were allowed in that shiur. One of them described what, what was at that shiur, and he said, the rabbi was very careful with time. He was very, very careful. Exactly 12 midnight. Exactly. He said that the Ishbit said the door, the, the door would open to Bismedrish and the Rebbe would walk in with his two gabayim. Each one was holding a candle. And the Rebbe was beautiful. And he would walk in with, with the two candles, with the two gabayim, and a big gemara. And he would go over to the shtender and he would open his gemara and he would begin to learn four hours. He said, for us, those those years and those shiurim were more than we could ever imagine would ever be in any paradise, any Gan Eden. But we had the Ishbit said to ourselves, those hours of learning was another world. 
But the holiest moment was at 4 o'clock a.m. Exactly. The Rebbe would end the shir, and he would close the Gemara, and he would close his eyes and give the Gemara a kiss, and the Togaboyim would turn around and go with the candles, and they would walk out. And he said, that kiss that the Rebbe gave the Gemara. Is, we, we might not remember any of the learning. It was a long time ago. But when the Rebbe gave the Gemara that kiss, that's called Das. That's that's called Das. How do you explain that? He says, you can't put that into writing. One's Yiddishkeit in such a way. How do you how do you tell a, a Rebbe in Yeshiva to give the Ishbitz his kiss, you know, to the Gemara? That if all the boys see, if all they hear is the is the, the lesson, the curriculum, if all they hear from the parents is do this and don't do that, but they don't see they don't see how a father kisses a Gemara, how a mother kisses a Tehillim, and understand what that means. That this is a person that my father, my mother, they, they don't only talk about God, but they live with God. That's what comes out in how you kiss the Gemara. How you kiss it to him. It's not a kiss is just an example, but you understand. Uh, it can't be put into writing, what that means. It can't be put. That's why Purim is higher, higher, higher. Purim is higher. Purim is beyond anything that one can understand. It's beyond anything that can be contained in words. Purim is from a different world, Namish. It can't be put into any words. So, Bez Hashem, each and every one of you should have a Freilich and Luchtig Purim. And the, and the Purim goes right into Shabbos, and Shabbos will go right into Mashiach. Bez Hashem.